It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Inside Sources. It is 1.22, and I'm your host, Greg Scordis, filling in this afternoon for Boyd Matheson. At the last segment, we listened to Representative Brian King of the Utah State uh, Legislature talk about state democratic objectives and really what's going on. And we've heard some um, quotes from some of the Republican leaders about what's happening uh, locally with uh, our Republican uh, House and Senate. Uh, We're going to shift gears for just a minute and talk about nationally. We've had some discussion with, uh, we've heard some discussion from Democratic and Republican lawmakers who are already discussing another uh, stimulus package, another pandemic stimulation, stimulus package. Ah, it sounds like, uh, what's that movie um, uh, uh, that Bill Murray starred in? Uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah, we, we get up and every day we're having the same sort of discussion. Uh, but we've had a, an interesting guest join us today, uh, Matt Whitinger, who wrote an article that is really something you should take a look at if you get a chance um, regarding whether we've even appropriately spent what we have already. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure. So what exactly are the uh, legislators talking about right now in terms of the stimulus packages, especially as it relates to pandemic funding? And what what are they suggesting that it would go toward? Right. So it's, it's a little murky at the moment because nothing formal has been presented But the number two Democrat in the House, Denny Hoyer from Maryland, who's the House Majority Leader, said last week that lawmakers were working with the Biden administration on another COVID pandemic stimulus package, both for domestic purposes and also for abroad. And nearest he could sort of target what the money would go for is that it was going to be for testing, vaccines, and to make make sure schools have resources to remain open and and be safe. So... Haven't we had that? Haven't we uh, played that record before? I mean, isn't that something we've already gone through? And in fact, um, maybe you can answer this. Have we already spent the money that's already been allocated for that? So, yeah, I mean, you're right to suggest that all this sounds really familiar because it is because literally every one of the prior pandemic packages has supported those purposes. Right. You know, it was we need to develop a vaccine, we need to have people tested, we need to make sure that schools are open and safe, and there's plexiglass and funding for teachers and all that stuff. And if you if you took that all up, all of the pandemic bills have cost something like $6 trillion. A lot of that was for things like unemployment benefits um, and paycheck protection programs, things sort of targeting workers and businesses. But much of it was for exactly these purposes. So for example, um, education for K-12 and colleges, all the benefit packages, that $6 trillion total, has directed something like $266 billion towards pandemic education relief and recovery. And of that, lawmakers in the Senate just asked the education secretary, hey, wait a second, our records show that $191 billion of that, or you know, the lion's share, something over 70%, remains unspent. So what's the deal with asking for still more funding? 
So uh, speaking of funding, um, is and, and maybe I'm just naive, but we've had a lot of talk about uh, President Biden's Build Back Better plan. Is this pandemic funding or supposed funding in any way attached to that? Um, well, I mean, first, the, the Build Back Better plan uh, passed the House and so far has run into a brick wall in the Senate. So policymakers are trying to retool that in a way to be able to bring along um, at least 50 senators. So a little bit up in the air at the moment. But there are major parts of the Build Back Better plan that are literally just extensions of the stimulus money that's already been spent. Um, and so I detail in my piece one of the major ones of that, major examples of that is something that's called the child tax credit Um, gets a little complicated, but in short last year, um, Democrats in drafting something called the American rescue plan uh, provided for the first time that almost every parent in America was going to start getting a monthly check from the federal government. And that monthly check was going to be for something previously known as the child tax credit. But even if people didn't work and didn't pay taxes, they were going to get those monthly checks. And that was never the way that program operated before because it was designed to support taxpayers who had children. So um, that's a good example of how Build Back Better is really just more of the same of what has come before. Matt Whitinger is joining us this afternoon. He is a Roe Fellow in Poverty Studies at the American Enterprise Institute. Matt, um, the, the government is really spending a lot of money right now. And, uh, and and maybe it was part of Biden's agenda. Maybe it's part of the Democratic agenda. But can you foresee or can you talk to us about where you see problems down the road if we continue with this spending? Well, I mean, we're already experiencing problems right now. So, for example, what I was just talking about, those checks to parents um, have been paid for the first time to folks who are not working and may have no intention of working and may not even be searching for work. So it's a very different kind of program than things like Social Security benefits that are paid to people who've worked before, unemployment checks paid to people who have worked before and been laid off. And so what do we have around the country now? We have a labor shortage, right? So it doesn't take a genius to connect the dots here and see how we're already having some issues with the volume of pandemic benefit funding that's gone out the door. Um, It's a lot of money going to a lot of people that literally resulted in many people having what economists call excess savings. They have this, you know, backup that is available to them that says to them, hey, you don't have to go uh, find a job right now. So, you know, if you want to look for problems with the um, supply chain crisis or businesses being unable to find workers, look no further than some of the policies that we've adopted in the pandemic so far. And, you know, that also suggests that down the line, we're due for some pretty dramatic um, uh, negative effects of this, too, because somebody literally is going to have to pay for this, and we're not paying for a dime of this right now. Matt, in the remaining minute, uh, yesterday on the news, Utah reported that we have the highest incident of, of COVID uh, in the country. So whatever we're doing with this pandemic relief doesn't seem to be uh, working very well. Is there a way to reallocate it or are we just doing it wrong or or where do you think we should go with that? Uh, I'm, I'm not a COVID expert. I'm not, not a Utah expert, but it, it sure seems like the promises that the Biden administration made early on that they were going to put a stop to all this and, you know, end the pandemic. Um, and the federal government was going to be responsible for that have not borne out. And I think lately the administration has been kicking that problem down the road to the states and saying, really, the rubber meets the road with the states. 
So um, in terms of looking for guidance from Washington, I think the, the good people in Utah um, are empowered to make the best decisions uh, now because the federal government clearly is not resolving these problems. That, uh, that's a good way to end this topic. Matt, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Um, when we come back, uh, I don't know if you, any, any of you had a chance to watch Meet the Press on Sunday, but Utah's own Republican Senator Mitt Romney was there, talked about a couple of things, Russian buildup at the border, and more importantly, uh, where we're going with voting rights. Uh, we'll be back after this break with some, uh, some segments from the interview that he gave to Meet the Press. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.